The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My confrere lives out in the house in Milton, has a truck. So I asked him, can I borrow the truck? And he asked me a bunch of questions. When do you need it? Why do you need it? How long are you going to have it? And when are you going to bring it back? After I answered all the questions, he reluctantly handed me the keys and said, well, okay, I guess. So as soon as I was finished with the truck, I brought it back. But before I did, I brought it to a gas station and filled up the tank And then I took a brand new crisp $20 bill and placed it on the driver's seat. A few months later, I called him back and asked him if I could borrow the truck again. No questions were asked. He said, any time. I guess I gave him a little incentive. I gave him a reason to want to help me. Now, do you not think that God does the same trick with us? Now, during the pandemic early on, when you couldn't go to a barber, one of our seminarians generously volunteered to cut all our hair. So he cut my hair, and afterwards I slipped him a $20 bill. And he said, oh. A couple months later, I went to him, and I says, yeah, you know, one of these days I should get another haircut. He says, well, why not right now? Now, you would think that he's tired of cutting everybody's hair. He's got other things to do. But apparently, I gave him a little bit of incentive. I gave him some motivation. (laughs) Does not God do that with us? You know, I do that with myself, too. uh, every, Every morning, the first thing I do is I write out a list of all the things that I need to accomplish during the day. 
And what I do is I put all the hardest ones on top of the list, the most difficult ones, the ones I really don't feel like doing. All the thankless jobs go in the front and on the top. But then on the bottom, I always have some fun things on the list. Now, why do I compile my list in this way? Because while I'm checking off all the things that I've done, working my way to the bottom of the list, uh, uh, I'm getting closer and closer to the good stuff. That means my entire day. I have have incentive, I have uh, initiative, I have motive, and I get energy because of the end of the list. Now take, for instance, the the gospel that we just heard today, the parable. So you you have ten virgins. Five of them are wise, five of them are foolish. The five wise virgins, they're energized. They have motivation. They have initiative. They have incentive. And the reason why is that they fill up the flask is because they go into a party. <laughs> they're going to have some fun. The foolish virgins, they don't have any energy. They don't have any motive, any initiative, any incentive. Probably because they don't have a party on their list. Until they wake them up and say, oh, there's a party about to happen. Then they get energy. Then they get a little bit of initiative. Yeah, but it's too late. Now, the point is this, is that in the Christian life, we have a list of things that we should accomplish that that Jesus wants us to, to do. It's a really hard list. There's some things on that list that are very difficult. Somebody in Celsus was supposed to turn the other cheek and accept it. We have enemies, people that want to put us down, people that want to embarrass us in front of other people, people that will do anything to get, get, uh, to get at us. We have enemies, and we're supposed to love them and pray for our persecutors. That, that's hard. This is hard stuff. Forgiving 70 times, 7 times a day, this is not easy stuff. How easy would it be just to walk away from difficult people or situations? But no, we don't do that because we're supposed to carry the cross every day. It's not an easy list. It's, it's the hard things on that list that we have to accomplish. And after a while, it taps our energy. It, it absorbs us. It takes a lot out of us. And we get lethargic. And we get tired. And we start to lose interest. Unless unless we remember that there are fun things on our Christian list as well. There's eternal life. There's the eternal banquet. We, get, we have access to infinite uh, divine mercy. <laughs> we get, not only that, not on top of that, but we also get to transform people's lives. When we live Christ's life, people get blessed. Poor people are blessed. People who mourn are comforted because we live Christ's life. Children are educated and have a good life because we live the life of Christ. And we get to see before our eyes people are transformed. We make a difference in the world when we live Christ's life. There are benefits, there are perks for, for, for doing the things that we do. Yes, there are hard things on our list if we're going to become Christians. But know this, God always provides motive, incentive, Just make sure that that is also on the list.